Thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Zero. Zero is an accounting software for everyday business, and they are passionate about helping Kiwi small business owners get back to their why. Listen to this episode to find out exactly how us small business owners, contractors, and budding entrepreneurs can do this too. Thanks so much to Zero for supporting the podcast. Let's get back into the episode. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora and welcome everyone back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today we are chatting with Charlie Nichols, the Director of Business Growth at Zero, And this episode is for you small business owners and sole traders or even those of you who want to be in that category, figure out, you know, your why and how to let that grow your productivity and improve your well-being. So thank you so much, Charlie, for being here. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me and kia ora to you too. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much. Um, I thought the first thing I'd really love to talk to you about is your why. So could you tell us about what your personal why is and how that has become reinforced within what you do at Zero? Yeah, absolutely. So like many salespeople out there, I became a salesperson at a really young age and I had to manage that that weird stigma at a barbecue when someone says to you, what do you do? And you say, I'm a salesperson. And they kind of raise their eyebrows and slowly move away from you. (laughs) So I'm really passionate about changing the way that we view salespeople in Aotearoa from one of the least respected professions to a culture of high-performing professionals in a really trusted and valued consultant sort of space Mm. uh, that provide our small business community with the data and insights and support that they need to succeed. Um, And the way I think about it is... After all, our small business community is the backbone of our economy here in New Zealand, and it's vital that they all thrive uh, for the future of our economy and our families. And then on a personal note, I would love to have, or my goal is, I'd love to have the best business-to-business consultant team in Aotearoa. How do you make sure that that is kept alive, I suppose, every day, not only in what you do, but within what your teams do and how you operate that. So another key piece of the puzzle for me is to create a better work environment where our people are given the space to innovate and get creative. We can only truly do this when the process of process gets out of the way. Mm. And what I mean by this is ensuring that our team have um, the best access to data, the best tools, the tech stacks, the enablement resources and everything out there that they need to feel successful. Uh, Their job satisfaction is also really important to me. I believe that delivering on all of these points means that we're going to end up with a team of highly engaged, successful people who feel really valued in what they do. Mm, That's awesome. And when you were talking earlier about how, I guess, you're wanting to change that reputation that salespeople have had previously, is that driven by multiple experiences that you've had personally like you were talking about at the barbecue, or is that something you've just seen throughout your career? Yeah, it's definitely driven by personal experiences. I spent about 13 or 14 years in the real estate industry in general. Mm. So when you tell somebody at barbecue that you're a real estate agent, they generally do tend to move away from you at a fairly rapid pace. But also too, here in New Zealand, I find on the whole, 
uh, as a sales profession, we're probably a few years behind some of the market leaders like the States or the UK, where we don't necessarily look at sales as a profession. People don't generally tend to leave university wanting to become a salesperson. It's Mm. often a job that you just fall into. Mm. I'd love to be a part of change for that culture and seeing that salesperson or consultant type role is actually really valuable and an important part of our business community. Mm, That's so true. And, you know, it seems like you're obviously really passionate about doing that and making sales a career that people don't just fall into, but, you know, intentionally choose. And so on the back of that, what do you think are some things, qualities or characteristics or um, what what are some things that people learn through sales that they might not get in other roles or, or that help them to kind of establish something more within their career? Resilience, resilience, resilience. That is something that salespeople or good salespeople learn from day one. The amount of times that you are told no or a myriad of reasons as to why a person doesn't want to work and or deal with you creates that real thick skin and enables you to keep pushing, which is actually a really uh, key skill set of a small business owner or somebody Mm. looking to start their own business is you will oftentimes be told no and have the door closed in your face doesn't mean it's a bad idea and doesn't mean you should stop pushing Mm, definitely I love that I think it's so interesting to to hear that from someone who's been in the industry uh, for as long as you have as well and to be able to to tell people who are trying to make that career choice um, that that's a possibility because there's obviously so many things that you can do. And then once they jump into this career, often we can feel like we're in what people describe as the rat race. And so something that I know the Zero Small Business Survey found was almost a quarter of the small to medium business owners and sole traders feel like they're still in this rat race. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to the volume of admin and stuff Mm. that's required by a business owner and the time that it takes to get that stuff done. It's often due to parts of our businesses that we're not prepared to automate or outsource as it's something we feel we need to do ourselves. And if I think about those tasks, oftentimes it's because it involves sensitive information like our finances, um, payrolls, we're a little bit afraid to hand over control of that information to either a third party or a digital resource. Mm. And if I think about a live example, my neighbor's a builder and he often spends his Sundays doing admin and invoices and he's a mad keen fisherman and nothing drives him nuts more than a variable wind uh, on the forecast when he's stuck inside on the couch but his business isn't yet digitized and this takes an enormous toll not only on his um on the chase of the elusive marlin that he's been hunting for the past 12 months but (laughs) his family life and his overall sense of well-being for sure it's something else that the survey also chats about is the overwhelming feeling of always being on and kind of you know never having that switch off button which I think so many of us can relate to how much of that do you think is a result of not using those those best tools or understanding how to go about that so I think it's a combination of the world we live in today and being so accessible 24 7 there really is no respite from the digital world and a great example of this is Facebook coming out and stating that one of their major competitors is actually sleep is pretty concerning as that's Mm. the only time that we're not actively (laughs) on our mobile devices so it's about really managing our own expectations and setting some boundaries Mm. so leveraging a wide range of cloud-based small business management tools that are out there on the market will definitely help to give you back a little bit more time in your life for the things that matter to you 
And using a cloud-based technology means that you can essentially run your business from anywhere, which gives you the freedom to choose where you start your workday, be that on the boat, mm. <laughs> down the local coffee shop, or perhaps in the car while you're dropping off the kids. For me personally, I find getting the balance right hard sometimes, and sometimes there are projects and events going on that mean that I will need to put in the additional mahi and overtime. But it's about finding the balance in the times where I do have the flexibility and I'm actively focusing on improving my own well-being. In 2022, as I feel it makes me a better leader for our team when I bring a more balanced mindset to our workspace. Mm, yeah, I definitely definitely think that wellness aspect is so important and, and that rat race type feeling would impact someone's wellness so much. It would be really important for people to understand how do we, one, recognise when our wellness is being affected by our work um, which may sometimes be more obvious than other times. You know, when you think about burnout, for example, it's this thing where people have no idea it's happening and then suddenly they're burnt out and they didn't even realise they were leading up to that. But then in addition to that, work through it and move through that. What would you say to those people? I think a, a key indicator that something's not right is when you don't want to wake up and go to work, mm. that's a sign that something needs to change, right? Or when you've lost the ability to be creative and innovative and that's what Kiwi Small Business is infamous for that number eight wired mentality we are so good at what we do but that type of thinking requires space and mental clarity which you're not going to have when you're not loving what you're doing Mm. so you can move through this by setting boundaries and expectations with yourself and it's really important that everyone knows it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to do nothing about it And there are so many great resources out there to support our small business owners and our community. And it's really important to remember that you just don't have to go through this alone and you don't have to deal with these feelings alone. A common feeling as well, and another example of why, you know, leaders taking care of themselves is so important is sometimes you can wake up and not want to go to work all of a sudden after after wanting to for so long. And then you once you get to that point where you don't want to go to work anymore that ends up affecting other people within your space or that work for you or that work with you um and it's like a knock-on effect so it has to kind of start with you as the the business owner or the founder or whoever it is as well if I think kind of big picture the COVID pandemic has really brought about a change in general to the way that we view the well-being of our people We've seen a lot of small businesses that have embraced the philosophy that their people are actually their biggest assets Mm. and have fundamentally changed the way they approach the topic of of wellness in the workplace. There have been plenty of examples um, of additional things like additional paid wellness leave. I've heard of care packages being delivered to whānau, which include everything from toys for the kids who have got COVID and might be driving the parents mad or are stuck in lockdown (laughs) (laughs) through to pre-cooked meals. Um, to employees to help them manage throughout the lockdowns. There's been plenty of examples. And when we look at measuring the success of these initiatives, I think we can see the results in our economy in general. Yes, it's been a bloody tough two years, but we got through it by looking out for each other and learning the real value of team members who feel valued and connected to the mahi that they do each day. Mm, And I think team members and staff feeling valued is comes a lot from those that are are leading them and so do you think that there are specific key differences between leaders or business owners who enjoy the day-to-day of running their business and those who don't and I guess maybe how that then reflects on the rest of their team. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fair to say that being a small business owner can be tough, and there are days where it just all feels too much. That's completely normal, I might add, by the way. <laughs> it's really important that in those moments, people hold on to two things. Number one, Aotearoa needs you. You are the backbone and the strength of our economy, and your vision and creativity inspires others every day, including your employees, but also the wider community. The second point is these days will pass. Being a business owner is like riding a roller coaster of emotions, <laughs> and there are many support options out there for you. Embrace these and don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. So, in my experience, the key differences in people that enjoy the day to day runnings of their business have a really clear why that they hold close. Having a purpose and making a positive impact in our communities makes it much easier to weather the storms that head our way, be they economic or emotional. Finding that why can sometimes be hard for people and I'd like to think that all business owners kind of start off with that really strong and then could potentially, you know, lose it along the way. Like how do we kind of come back to that, do you reckon, if we've lost it? I think about my experiences in businesses over the years and an anchor for me to come back to our why is talking to the customer face-to-face, learning about their journeys and understanding how your product, service or solution has impacted and changed their lives. For example, getting in touch with our customer base at zero and understanding that fundamentally changing the way someone operates means that they get that six and a half hours on a Sunday back to spend with their children, which is the only time they have with them during the week. Or it's meant that that person has been able to go on a much needed and well-deserved holiday for the first time in years. Those bring back a real reality to the why every day. So connect with your customers and understand why they love what you do. Mm. And what about within your experience in sales? Like you say, it, it taught you a lot of resilience. And so there must have been times where that questioned your why as to why you were doing this or putting yourself through it how did you manage that yeah great question and I think the answer lies in the product service or solution that you're representing if you don't wholeheartedly believe that it is the right thing for a person or the right thing to be doing to your customer uh, for your customer it doesn't matter how great you are or how resilient you are Mm. there will be a limitation on what you can deliver and how much you will love your job It has to gel with you on a personal level and it has to echo your own personal values uh, in order for you to be successful Mm -hmm. and truly love what you do. Mm, So you have to believe in it. Are there any resources or potential, you know, books or people that you would recommend that business owners or anyone listens to or reads, et cetera, in order to either come back to their why or just to gain a bit more inspiration around this in general? Yeah, there's some fantastic resources out there from a Zero.com perspective. If you go to Zero.com forward slash why we're in it forward slash, that's a online resource center for small business owners who might want some help in taking their business to the next level and finding all sorts of interesting content and insights on topics like um, how to grow your customer base, uh, managing your money, all the way through to the Zero Assistance Program. So if you use Zero, you, your employees and your families may actually have access to free confidential professional counselling uh, services. Mm. There's tools like the Digital Boost, the free government-backed skills training program. And then on a more personal level, 
there is a myriad of resources out there and fantastic authors and books. Um, one of my personal favourites is Legacy by James Kerr, who wrote a book about the sentiment of the All Blacks and how they managed to be one of the best, and all the best and most high-performing uh, elite sports team on the face of this planet for the longest period of time. That's a great read. There's another book, uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which is a fantastic insight into the, some of the most successful people in the world and how they've achieved what they've achieved. But I think for me, the moral of the story is we've now got podcasts, audiobooks, um, Kindle. There are just so many ways to absorb information that is bite-sized and relative to the journey that you and your team are on from a small business perspective. Get out there and get searching uh, and find something that gels with you. Pop it on in the car on the way to work or listen to it while you're doing the vacuuming. Mm. Whatever works, but always be learning. Yeah, definitely. It's so easy to do that now as well. Do you think throughout your career, I guess, having that interest in always learning more, whether it was in reference or in relation to your specific job or otherwise, has helped you? Yes, definitely having a curious mind. Uh, in today's world too, because the jobs and the industries that we have today are forever changing. There are roles within our own business at Zero that arrive that didn't exist two weeks ago. Evolution is a guaranteed uh, for the workplace um, in New Zealand. And at a time like this, where we are facing lockdowns and, and uh, global pandemics, we do need to have curious minds and we need to think about what's around the corner what's headed our way and how can we be best prepared. So definitely thinking outside the box and not always industry specific. Some of the best learnings I've ever had have been from completely uh, opposed industries to the ones I'm in, but mm. there's a lot of parallel in human behaviours and attitudes and mindsets. Mm. Yeah, I find that so interesting. Something I spoke to Craig about was kind of similar around being able to take experiences from or take insights from certain experiences and apply them to a completely different situation, which I think takes a bit of skill and probably a bit of practice. Have you found that within your career? Like how have you been able to kind of take things from something completely unrelated and put it into something new? I think there's two two buckets that I, I think about when I think about that question. The first is process. So process is easily broken down into moving parts Regardless of the industry, a customer process is either fantastic or it's painful. And that's kind of easy to dissect and, and pull apart regardless of the industry. So that's the first piece. And then the second piece is people. Regardless of the industry, people are the same. Our customers' wants and needs are the same. They want to feel heard. They want to feel valued. They want to trust and they want to have that real uh, engaged partnership with their service or provider regardless of the industry so there's a lot of similarities and parallels mm. at the end of the day it comes back to true connectedness and genuine intent if you love what you do and you are genuinely solving a problem and or a pain point for a customer then the sky's the limit and I'd love to know from your personal perspective you know we've probably got a lot of people listening to this who uh people who've started a passion project or a side hustle or have an established business or want to have an established business, but to the people who, you know, are looking to work for themselves someday and, and, and want to know where to start or how to start, what would you say to those people? Firstly, dream big. Mm. 
Absolutely. Dream big um, would be my number one piece of advice. And then you need to get a solid business plan behind that dream. (laughs) (laughs) Many small businesses do go day to day with only having a really vague idea of the bigger picture, Mm. which does leave them vulnerable to disruption, right? But it also means that they're not ready to jump on any opportunities when they do arise because they don't truly know if they're in the right position to make the most of it. So business plan and having a really strong business plan will put you in the driver's seat. Next, you'll want to seek advice from your local accountant and bookkeeper community. These guys are a wealth of information and they may even be able to provide you some insights into other success stories for familiar uh, small businesses that have set up on the side. And then another great place to start, we keep coming back to the customer, is really getting under the hood of what matters to them. What influences them along that journey of engaging with the product or service that you're looking at? Mm, for sure. And we kind of touched on it earlier, but the why you're in it hub um, or the why, sorry, the why we're in it hub uh, will be a good place for that. Could you give us a couple of examples of, of maybe the types of resources someone could find in that that they might find useful? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Some of the content you'll find, and this one's really pertinent at the moment, is leveraging digital marketing to grow your customer base. That's one content stream. We've got some tips and tricks and some tools to help reduce your admin, which is, again, really on point given that we've been speaking a lot about uh, time management and well-being during this discussion. Mm. Managing their money, uh, tools and tips to, to keep on track of your own finances, Coming back to that zero assistance program again, um, just support there from professional counselling sessions, again, confidential. That is such a fantastic resource and not only for you, but also your employees and families. And then again, you'll find information about the Digital Boost piece, which is the free government-backed skills training program uh, available now to small to medium businesses. I think that it'll be such a valuable resource for so many people and seems like it can obviously be used for those who are both in business and want to be eventually, which is cool as well. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much, Charlie, for jumping on today. I really appreciate your time and hearing all of your insights. We really appreciate it, speaking on behalf of everyone listening. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And to everyone, uh, appreciate the the listening. Ka kite. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.